Episode 3 of the Coffee with Christina podcast. I am your host, Dr. Christina Mathis, and I am so glad that you are here with me today. I do want to give you a heads up as we head into this episode that we are going to be discussing some pretty intense topics today. I share with you some of my background and just a trigger or content warning, we do discuss abuse. We discuss mental health and how this affects our creativity. So please be aware that you might not want to listen to this in front of small children, although I don't get that in depth with it, with the abuse. Um, and if you are not in a great mental space, feel free to not listen to this episode or to come back to it when you feel like you can handle this better. Okay, so now that I've said that, (laughs) I promise you that this will be positive because there is always, always a silver lining, my friends. So grab your favorite drink, get comfy, let's talk. Have you ever tried to untie a knot and the more that you worked on it and tried to untangle it, the more knotted and tangled it seemed to become? And it probably also became more difficult to see where the knot was because your fingers are tired, your eyes are tired, and after a while, you just want to throw it out. The more that you worked on it, the more work it seemed was still needed. My friends, the same goes for the connection between who we are, intrinsically who we are, and our creativity. Allow me to explain this a little further. It goes without saying that we as humans are complex creatures. In Christianity, we believe that each of us has a soul, a body, and a mind. And each of these is interconnected. When one part of us is suffering or hurting, the other areas are affected as well. Okay, so here's where I get into my personal story, and I'm going to be very, very vulnerable with you all. In my 20s, I survived an abusive marriage. I married a preacher who I did not know had addictions that I did not know how to handle. And it was much deeper and more complex than my very sheltered, naive little 20-year-old self knew what to do with. And so for about six years, I worked at making a marriage work that was destined to fail due to circumstances that were completely beyond my control. And during that time, there was a lot of emotional, mental, and even physical abuse. 
And while I did escape the abuse physically, as in my person, my children and I escaped, it took almost two decades for my body, mind, and spirit to heal completely. For a large portion of that time, I refused to accept that I was not healed. I had escaped and I was moving forward, or so I thought. Looking back, I now know I was not. I was stuck. I didn't realize how much from those years of abuse had remained stored in my body until I was somewhere around the middle of my doctorate and I was having a major creative block. I was so frustrated with myself. The piece that I was learning was difficult, yes, but it was not the most difficult piece I had ever played, not even close. So why, why could I not interpret it the way that I wanted? What was holding me back? I remember crying through practice sessions. I mean, hours upon hours of crying through entire practice sessions. So frustrated with myself for not being able to color this piece the way that it deserved. I even cried through my lessons, my poor teacher. Thankfully, he was aware of some of what I had experienced and that I was in the process of healing, but I had been trying to heal on my own. And I remember one lesson that was just game changer for me. And he stopped me and looked me dead in the eye. And he said, Christina, I don't want to pry and I do not mean to be out of place. But have you considered getting therapy? He said, I wonder if your creative block could be from unresolved trauma. Deep breath, holding back the tears. I said, yeah, I have. And actually, I have an appointment tomorrow. Now, I ended up not working with that therapist and finding a different one a couple of weeks later. And I worked with that therapist for about a year and she helped me so, so much. She gave me so much insight into things that I were holding on to and holding myself responsible for that were not mine to carry. And when I was able to release those judgments on myself, and when I was able to release the responsibility that I had been holding on to for 20 years that was not mine to hold, it was like an entirely new creative world opened up to me. But that took over a year to get there. I needed... (laughs) to be able to play this piece within the next few months, next few weeks, really. So there wasn't time to work through all of that trauma before I performed this piece. So 
I went back to an exercise I had tried a few years earlier that had been really healing in that time. I found this exercise while reading A Soprano on Her Head by Eloise Ristad. In this exercise, she instructs you, the reader, to turn on music that is meaningful to you. It could be anything. Anything that would allow you to access those really deep emotions. For me, in that time, my piece was Barber's Adagio for Strings. Something about that piece just moved me, and I don't think I'm alone in that. Okay, so then you turn on that piece of music. Then you sit or stand comfortably as you begin listening. And slowly allow your body to move freely and without inhibition. This uninhibited movement releases pent-up emotions that you probably don't even realize you're holding on to. The first time that I did this, I ended up in a crying heap on the floor. In his book, The Body Keeps the Score, Bessel van der Kolk says, physical self-awareness is the first step in releasing the tyranny of the past. Friends, if we are going to move forward creatively and move past any creative blocks, there is very likely some trauma or tyranny from our past that we have to release. And in order to do that, we have to be aware of what our body is holding on to. So now it was, tra- it was time for me to try this exercise again. I listened to a recording of the piece that I was working on. And as I listened, I was made aware of exactly what I had been holding on to that was blocking my creativity. I had not fully grieved some tragic losses and the passing of some of my closest loved ones. Yes, I had cried. Yes, I had allowed myself to feel my emotions, but then I had people to take care of and responsibilities to fulfill. And so I stuffed it away. And I had been stuffing emotions away for over two decades. Y'all, that was a lot to stuff. That was a lot of emotions to dredge up. (sighs) One step at a time. And remember, baby steps are still steps. So, in this process of healing, in the segments of music that particularly moved me in this piece I was learning, I wrote brief letters of dedication to those I had lost I knew that these loved ones were now cheering me on from the other side. And I allowed that beautiful thought to propel me forward. Also at this time, 
my youngest daughter had found out that she was expecting her firstborn. I was about to be a grandma, or as my grandchildren call me, a Didi. So I wrote a love letter to my soon-to-be Earthside first grandson. And every time I played these sections of music, I was visually reminded of releasing the pain that was holding me back and embracing the love that would move me forward. After almost two years of weekly therapy, I was finally able to say that my creative block was gone. Now, this does not mean that I am in a constant flow of creativity. I am human. (laughs) We all know that that just is unrealistic. None of us lives in a constant creative flow. But the difference is that now I have the tools to work through the creative blocks. And I have learned what this feels like in my body. During the years of therapy, I also learned how my body was physically storing trauma. I worked closely with a massage therapist who was knowledgeable in this area, and she helped me tremendously. And in the two decades since escaping my abusive marriage, I had suffered a variety of ongoing physical and hormonal issues. My instincts were telling me that they were all connected, but I didn't have proof of that until I read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Let me pause here to give a very generous thank you to my son-in-law, Jonathan, for recommending this book to me. This was pivotal in my healing. Okay, so in this book, Dr. Von der Kolk states, we have learned that trauma is not just an event that took place sometime in the past. It's also the imprint left by that experience on mind, brain, and body. This imprint has ongoing consequences for how the human organism manages to survive in the present. So in the present, I was in constant pain. My hormones were so imbalanced that I was barely functioning some days. My brain was always foggy, (laughs) which also goes back to my trauma. He also says that trauma results in a fundamental reorganization of the way mind and brain manage perceptions. It changes not only how we think and what we think about, but also our very capacity to think. How can we think creatively and outside the box as we need to as creatives when we are struggling just to exist? When our minds and our bodies don't feel safe anywhere, when we are constantly waiting for the next shoe to drop, this is also known as living in survival mode. The short answer is we can't. We may have brief moments of clear-headed creative thinking, but the block is always just on the horizon. Until we heal, we will always feel as though we are fighting away at this block, fighting up against it and not winning. We will always 
always be unraveling that annoying knot. So a disclaimer here, when you first begin the process of healing, prepare to feel a lot of unfamiliar emotions. Also be prepared to feel overwhelmed. The more you heal, the more healing you will likely see that you need. Even now, almost three years later, I am still discovering places where trauma has left me raw. Healing is a process and it is not linear. But my friends, it is so necessary if we are going to reach our full creative potential. A quick word about therapy and the practicality of therapy. For those who are on a tight budget, which is likely 99% of us, you might think that therapy is unaffordable. And I completely understand that. If you are in school, check with your advisor about the possibility of counselors at your university. If you're not in school and this is not an option, look into therapists who use a sliding pay scale. This is not a paid ad for BetterHelp, but I will say that BetterHelp does work with you financially and they, I believe that they do have scholarships available. They are one of the biggest therapists that I work with or the biggest organization, I guess, that I worked with in therapy until I did have a job and had insurance. Highly recommend BetterHelp. Therapy is a tricky and very nuanced topic, but I believe it's vital to our overall well-being as creatives. Von der Kolk reminds us, It takes enormous trust and courage to allow yourself to remember. Friend, if you know that you are experiencing a trauma-related creative block, allow yourself the permission to remember and to heal. Open up to a trusted friend, a spiritual mentor, or anyone that you know can hold you up as you work through the process of healing. And I guarantee you, if you keep it up and keep going, even when you want to quit, in time, you will be able to do the same for someone else. One mentor I had used to say, when we heal ourselves, We are healing the world. As creatives, when we allow ourselves to feel our trauma and to release it, it becomes this beautiful creativity that can heal our little corner of the world. It's like a butterfly emerging from a cocoon. We have to go through the mushy, messy cocoon stage to become the butterfly. So if you have been teetering on the edge of whether or not to begin this process for yourself, friend, this is your sign. It is time. It is time to heal. 
You deserve to experience the creative fullness that life has for you. And when you are healed, your creativity will flow out and make the world even more beautiful. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to today's episode. The concept of connectivity and creativity is so nuanced and can be so tricky to discuss. Wherever you are in your healing journey, give yourself the space and the time to process all that is coming up in your healing. Just like that knot that we have to unravel, it's often more complex than we expect when we begin. But keep going, my friend. I am here to support you however I can. I hope that what I have shared today is an encouragement to you. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to message me on any of my socials. I am so easy to find. Just type in Dr. Christina Mathis and you should be able to find me. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Oh, and I'm also on threads. Is anybody else on threads? I'm kind of fascinated with threads right now. Anyway, I have received some questions about when this podcast will be available on streaming services. And I want you all to know that I am working on it. I plan to be on Spotify and Apple as soon as possible. So stay tuned for updates about this. Our theme song was written and performed by Mac Turin. All other music was written and performed by me. I am looking forward to sharing more thoughts and original compositions with you again soon.